Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, how are you? I am so happy to be able to chat with you today. I am aware that this is a conversation of sort of one at this point uh, with just me chatting to you, but I really do appreciate you tuning in each week and subscribing to the podcast uh, with everything that I have to hear. I also love receiving your feedback. The best place to ever catch me is on Instagram and I love receiving your screenshots and your DMs when you tell me that you've enjoyed a particular episode. So if you have a favorite episode or if you're enjoying this episode, make sure you screenshot it and DM me or share to your stories and tag me so that I can, you know, check in with you, see how you're going as well. Today's episode for some of you may be a little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but I really wanted to go there. I wanted to dive in. You will all know that I'm never shy of sharing my opinion. And so I often have people out there who are resisting IVF. They're scared of going through IVF or they say they've been trying for like three years and they say to me, we'd still like to continue naturally for a little while. I know people who have been trying naturally for eight years and that's a really long time to try naturally. And when we're dealing with infertility, A lot of people out there think that 35 or 40 is like, you know, your fertility dives off a cliff. I don't think that's 100% accurate, but I do think that the earlier you can fall pregnant, the better. Obviously, that's common sense, right? But a lot of people out there are looking at, well, should I go through IVF? What's the right time to go through IVF? When does all this happen? So I wanted to dive into this topic. So if you're out there thinking, I'm not sure what to do. I really want to have a baby naturally, but should I, you know, start looking into IVF? So yes, my answer is yes. Okay, go through with it. Great chatting with you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. That's my answer. Yes. Um, But actually, let's dive into it a little bit more. So as I said, I've had so many warriors out there who are like, we want this to happen naturally and they don't want to take the next step with fertility clinics. And let's just have a little bit of a chat first. The first thing that I want you to understand is that if you are not haven't fallen pregnant yet and you've been trying for more than one year naturally if you are under 35, more than six months naturally if you are over 35, then it is definitely 100% time to take the next step in your journey. Okay, and that means get yourself a referral and get to a fertility clinic pronto. And if you are saying to me, no, I'd prefer to try naturally, that's great. Here's the thing about fertility clinics. When you start going to a fertility clinic, the first step is not IVF. Often the first step is not even IUI. The first step is testing 
you will not make an appointment with a fertility clinic, get in next week and all of a sudden be thrust into IVF. You will get to a fertility clinic, often have to wait for fucking ages to get an appointment and then they will undergo some testing. You'll have to wait for another bloody eternity to get another appointment to review your test results and then make the next step, which is often then like more testing or an ovulation induction or something like that. So let's say you've been trying for X amount of time, you get the referral, you go to the fertility clinic. The next step is often testing. So you may have in between, you know, like the process of just initiating those next steps may still be three to six months for you. So based on that, you can still try naturally. If you get to then the fertility clinic, the next thing they're going to do is testing. So can you imagine if there was something going on? So let's say you're seeing a naturopath. Here's what I think. A naturopath or a nutritionist is tests for very different things, even a functional nutrition practitioner tests for very different things than what a fertility clinic tests for. Even if they're like testing for the same thing, the way they test for it is often different as well when they're testing for hormones, etc. So testing is a very, very positive thing. And so the next step will be testing. So if you're at a naturopath and you've been with your naturopath for ages, you've still been trying for this, you know, 12 months and you're under 35, six months, if you're over 35, I cannot stress enough. Get your butt to a fertility clinic and get tested. Imagine if there was this huge red flag of something that was wrong and you just continued for years down the track with this huge thing that was wrong because, you know, you wanted to try naturally. Sometimes there are things that can be so easily rectified like things that are not major that can be easily rectified on your journey that don't require IVF, okay? And ditto, if you're at a fertility clinic, I know that money is a thing, but I can't recommend enough also going down that natural route because same thing. What if you get like six or seven years down the track at a fertility clinic, then only to discover that there was something else going on that was, I don't know, like, a food intolerance, or your diet was just completely out of whack. And so often fertility clinics are focused on like the medical stuff and the stuff that they know about, but they don't address all of the lifestyle stuff that is really, really important as well. And so you might spend years and years at a fertility clinic, right? And you might have, this is a bit off track, but you might have X number of things going on with your lifestyle that is affecting your egg quality that then, you know, like you keep doing IVF cycles and the egg quality is not there, so it's preventing implantation. Or ditto with your husband and his sperm, right? It's a kind of like this whole jigsaw that you want to put together with your, in, your fertility and you want to piece together all of those pieces from the different areas. This is what I believe to then create success. Because some of us have this Achilles heel, which is our fertility that we need to address, okay? So when we're talking about this podcast, I'm mainly talking to the people out there who are like, no, I just want to continue naturally and I don't want to take the next step of medical intervention. So what exactly is IVF 
anyway. So IVF is basically where they take your eggs, they take your husband's sperm, they put them together in a petri dish like a spa and let them get busy together. Okay, so that's what IVF is. So it's different to IUI, which is basically with IUI, they get the sperm and inject it right into your uterus. The reason why they'll do IUI could be, or the reason why they think they'll do IUI is, as I explained in one of my past episodes, is they want to kind of try things the most natural way possible. Um, Because when it comes to natural selection and things like that, they want to allow that to occur wherever possible. So they want to allow your body You know, they don't want to have to take the egg out, then put it back in. What if that damages it? So they'll go to IUI, which is basically they get the sperm uh, and then they inject it into your uterus. You might have like, there is such a thing as hostile cervical mucus, or they may not just be the greatest swimmers and they might not be getting like through there. So they're like, okay, we're just going to give them a bit of a hand and get them to the right location to be able to find the egg. So then when you go to IVF, which IVF is a big step from IUI because they're retrieving your eggs. So it's all very controlled and they'll retrieve your eggs. Then they'll give each egg its own Petri dish and then they'll give them each their little allocation of sperm, see how many fertilize. And then what they'll do is they'll grow it. So mine were all two-day transfers, which isn't that common. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure why they did that, but they obviously felt like they wouldn't make it to blastocyst stage, which is day five. So often they say that if you can make it to day five, when you're in those really early stages of like a fertilized egg, then at day five, it becomes a blastocyst, which is a certain number of cluster of cells. When you put those back in, if it's survived and still growing at that point, it's meant to have a much better success rate. But if they don't think that they will last that long, then they will often implant them at day three or even like me at day two, right? So basically that's what happens. And it's just another level of, I guess, intervention. But like I said, if you're the one resisting IVF, like you don't know what's going on with your egg. You don't know what's going on with the sperm. Sometimes when we do these tests, We can't tell exactly what's going on. It might look good on paper, but there might be a huge issue. So for us, when we did our first IVF cycle, we discovered that even though on paper up until now, everything looked really good, that for whatever reason, we had really low fertilization rates. Okay. So we needed to go through IVF because that was the only way that we could tell that that was going on. It was still our eggs. And I want to encourage you to keep the prize in mind. The prize in mind, the thing that you really want in life is to be happy. When we boil down everything in life, it's to be happy, okay? And we have grown up as women, as women, We have been conditioned to think that in order to be happy and fulfilled in our life, that that means that we must become a mother or be a mother. Somehow we have been conditioned to have this perception that often to be a mother means we have to do it all ourselves and has to happen naturally. It has to be our own DNA. You know, we may have all of these perceived 
thoughts and beliefs and opinions based on, you know, what we've grown up believing, what society, our parents have told us. But often we perceive that happiness in life, you know, like our destiny is to become a mother. We talk about, we dive into this in the Fertility Warrior Intensive, but when we're on our journey, what we want is essentially to be happy, okay? We need to keep that in mind. We need to keep the prize in mind that the prize is to be happy. The prize is to become a mother and have the experience of nurturing another little person. When you get to the point of having a little person, a baby, a child, whatever it is, that you get to nurture, the how melts away, okay? We somehow become fixated on the how, uh, we feel that maybe we're less than if we, you know, don't have, do it all ourselves. Think about that in your mind of whether you perceive that you are less than or that you didn't do it fully or that you didn't do it right. If the how is a little bit different, uh, but once you have that little person, the how melts away because it's all about things like managing tantrums showing them love, helping them learn what the world is about. And so all of the how, the how you got there melts away. But when you're stuck in it, you can get fixated on it has to be like I pictured my journey happening this particular way and now I can't sway from my perfect vision of how it would occur. Let me know if that resonates with you or if, you know, you are stuck in being fixated on this path of how you thought everything would be because I would argue that you're already on the path of things not happening the way you thought they would happen, which is where I was on my journey. But have a think about that and have a think about the prize and whether you are, you know, fixated. One of the most common things, which kind of leads on from my previous point that is Googled when it comes to IVF, is regret undergoing IVF. So will you regret undergoing IVF? And this is a really interesting topic. And the reason why this is such an interesting topic is because me and so many other uh, fertility people out there. So I know because like we're friends, we talk about each other. So Monica from Positive Fertility, Sarah from Fab Fertility, also Sprout, Rachel, a lot of us out there, we've discussed before about how we are curious about whether that, you know, there are things that we have learnt after on our journey about ourselves, about intolerances, things like autoimmune conditions, all sorts of things that we do always and often wonder whether we could have changed things in our lives and whether that would have had a different outcome and we wouldn't have needed IVF. However, I can say from my own experience and probably likely the other women out there that none of us regret going through with IVF or ICSI or whatever or donor embryos or donor eggs. None of us regret the path that we have taken because we cannot say for sure that we would have been able to avoid things. 
I can say to you right now, there are definitely things I wish that I had done differently. I wish that I had seen uh, a functional medicine practitioner. I wish that I had a fertility coach. I wish that I got my mind together, my shit, the shit in my head together way earlier than I did, but I don't regret any of the decisions. And those are the things that brought me my two little girls. And you know what? They're freaking perfect. IVF babies are just the same as any other baby out there, right? It's the concept of being a mother is the same. Like it's the same for everyone. And like I said before, the how will all melt away once you achieve that dream. And if IVF helps you get to that next step, amazing, right? Absolutely freaking amazing. What I don't want to happen though is for you to be like, I'm going to keep trying naturally. I'm going to keep trying naturally. I'm going to keep trying naturally for like eight years and then be in the drastic situation of having to go like next steps and next steps and next steps, right? Because the thing about infertility is it's not like you don't have this, you know, like constant timeline. It's not something that is ongoing. The chances of success do become lower and lower every month. I'm really sorry. So the intervention that we need increases and increases year on year. The earlier you can get in there, the earlier you can get testing, the earlier you can you know, do the things that you need to do, the more you're saving yourself in the future rather than, you know, this whole thing of doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, okay? At some point, something needs to change and you need to do something differently. The goal, as I come back to, is to become a mother. So you shouldn't be scared of medical intervention because medical intervention especially when it comes to reproductive health, is fantastic. It's incredible. The science of what they can do is absolutely incredible. The next question that I saw that people often Google is when should I consider IVF? And we've kind of talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but it's not really up to you as to when to consider IVF. It's about ticking the boxes in terms of What's going on with your body as a result of testing? What things have you tried before? What's going on, you know, with your body? And it depends really on your individual circumstances and your test results. I would definitely say consider IVF if you've done multiple IUI cycles and they haven't worked. But there may be some people out there who, based on test results at their fertility clinic, need to go straight into IVF. There might be some people who need to go straight into donor eggs or donor embryos. It really depends on your own individual circumstances. But the question is, when do I need to hot foot it to a fertility clinic, which is if you've been trying naturally for 12 months and still not pregnant, if you're under 35, and if you have been trying for more than six months and you are over 35, and then you are led by your fertility specialist into the next steps and what the options are. So a little bit of a pep talk from me today. If you are asking, you know, should I consider IVF? My answer is yes. It's always freaking yes, uh, because the goal for you is to become a parent. The goal for you is to become a mum. And the way to do that is to hot foot it to a fertility clinic and to get some tests 
and some results and to figure out the next step. And if whatever you're doing right now isn't working and your specialist recommends IVF, then like it comes down to mindset. If you're resisting IVF, I dare say that it is because of a preconceived notion in your head of the plan or the journey, the way you thought the journey would go. So just a little bit of a thought for today. I hope that helped. I would love to hear your feedback. Even if you're like, bullshit, Robin, I disagree, jump on the Instagram DMs and let me know what you thought because I love hearing from you guys. I love your feedback and what you have to say. Make sure if you want to hear my future episodes and have that automatically show in your podcast player and notify you when we have future episodes that you subscribe, okay? Make sure you hit that subscribe button and I will catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinburkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.